What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So the Mets have fired their hitting coach. I'm just going to jump off with that one. Well, they fired their hitting coaches. Chili Davis, the hitting coach, and then Tom Slater, the assistant hitting coach. And to me, this seems like a bit of a rash decision. Because I understand that you have a few big names off to a slow start. Francisco Lindor, Dominic Smith, James McCann. Off to a slow start, and the fan base is is kind of on the edge of their seat. They're kind of panicking. Oh, we just spent $341 million on Lindor. Is this what we're getting? We just spent $40 million on James McCann. Is this what we're getting? Dom Smith had a big breakout year last year. He hasn't been good this year. So they went out and fired their hitting coach. I think this is one of those cases where a manager or a coach gets too much blame when things go wrong and then conversely sometimes managers and coaches get too much praise when things go right sometimes you just have to put it on the players and the players have to perform I think this is what's happening you just have players who aren't performing Lindor isn't performing and I do think Lindor is gonna be fine I also do think that the rumors of his demise have been greatly exaggerated because you have to look at the full body of work this is a guy who has been an outstanding hitter his whole career I mean, yes, his numbers were not great last year, but that was a small sample size. He, it was, you know, a 60-game season. But his last full season in 2019, he was excellent. And the year before that, he was excellent. So you have to look at the full body work. You have to understand what you're dealing with here. It's just a small sample size of 23 games. But, I mean, they went out and fired those, those coaches. Maybe that's going to do something. I don't know. You do have other players in that lineup who are hitting well, J.D. Davis, Pete Alonzo, Brandon Nimmo, all those guys are off to great starts. But regardless, the Mets have decided to make some changes in their coaching staff because they don't want, I guess they don't want to wait too long. They want to, they want to jump on something immediately this year because they're trying to make the playoffs this year. They don't want to be out of the race before they make all these moves. They want to do it right now in early May while the season is still, is still young and fresh. So, there's that. Thought I would cover it. In other news, Dustin May underwent, well, I'm sorry, he's going to undergo Tommy John surgery. So they just made an official decision that he's going to be getting Tommy John surgery. That's going to be May 11th, I believe, and that's going to keep him on the shelf for the next 13 to 15 months. And yeah, I mean, he left Saturday's start in the second inning due to an arm injury and he said he felt a shooting sens sensation in his arm obviously that's not good and as soon as you hear that the first thing that comes to mind is yeah he might have a UCL problem and that's what it was a UCL a torn UCL and um yeah Tommy John surgery is is what's going to happen especially considering the fact that he's young I think Dustin May's 23 or something like that so he'll bounce back and he'll be just fine because he'll have so many more years he has his whole career ahead of him to to pitch I mean nowadays coming up from Tommy John pitchers are coming back even stronger the rehab process is is optimized and these surgeons and you know PTs they have everything down to the T that the athletes just follow the prescribed regimen and they'll be fine so long term Dustin May will be fine of course it's a big blow to the Dodgers in the short term but you know they do have they have reinforcements. They're going to have Tony Gonsolin step into that open rotation spot and and then do that. 
David Price is not going to be in the rotation because he's actually still recovering from a ham hamstring strain. And honestly, they probably didn't even want him in there anyway because they have they have better starters, quite frankly. And Price has been fine in the bullpen where they've put him so far. And minor league opening day was today. So for the first time since 2019, we are seeing minor league baseball. So let's take a look at some of the more loaded minor league rosters just the top few, and this is based on the number of top 100 prospects on each team. So number one, you have the Durham Bulls. That's the AAA team for the Tampa Bay Rays. So they are absolutely stacked. Um, when you have the number one prospect in all of baseball, that's what's going to happen. Wander Franco, so he is the number one prospect in all of baseball, and obviously the Rays' number one prospect. They have him, and they have... Nine, they have nine players on that list who are, you know, considered top prospects. You have him, uh, Vidal Brujan, Brandon Mackay, you know, Brent Honeywell's on there, so on and so forth. Then you have the Everett Aqua Sox. This is high A for the Seattle Mariners. They have a lot of top prospects on this list too. Which is also interesting considering this is high A. This isn't even double A or triple A. This is not the high minors. But you have Julio Rodriguez, who is the number five prospect in all of baseball. He's in high A for the Everett Aqua Sox. And, you know, that was a bit of a curious decision from Seattle. Because when you're the number number five prospect in all of baseball. And, you know, he ended 2019 at that same level. And played in the Arizona Fall League, Dominican Winter League. And the alternate training site since then. They, they didn't move him up to double A at least, but yeah, they put him up in high A, I guess, and he's going to presumably do just well. But they have a bunch of other names in there, but he's the name that stands out for Everett. And then the New Hampshire Fisher Cats, double A for the Toronto Blue Jays. You have Austin Martin, the number 18 prospect in all of baseball, Jordan Groshans, you know, guys like that on that squad. And then the Pensacola Blue Wahoos, double A for the Marlins. So one of the perks of being a bottom feeder in the major leagues for so many years that you get some nice draft picks. That's what the Miami Marlins have done. They have J.J. Blade, who is the number 16 prospect in all of baseball, an outfielder. He led college baseball in home runs as a junior at Vanderbilt. So he was the fourth overall pick in 2019 draft. They have Max Meyer, a plus-plus fastball, 70-grade slider for, you know, for the for the Marlins at double A this year. He's baseball's number 23 overall prospect. So, yeah, guys like that. But just wanted to kind of shine some light on what's going on down there because, yes, I know some minor leagues. We're not actively watching the minor leagues every night. But this is the next wave of players. You know, these are the next guys coming through the pipeline. And, and a bunch of those names I just rattled off are going to be in the major leagues, some of them this year, honestly. Some, some of them this year. So, yeah, we're, we're going to see them. We're going to see them sooner rather than later. And it's nice to have minor league baseball back, too, because if you're near a minor league team, you know, if you live in an area, you can always go see them. That's always a good alternative, you know, cheaper and fun to watch alternative, you know, when you compare it to uh, a major league baseball, if, you're, if your major league team might be out of reach or it might be hard to get tickets for that. So thought I would mention it in case anyone was curious. But that's all I have for today. That's going to do it. If you enjoyed this, 
please share with someone who'd be interested and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.